We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. This is Kirk Henderson with uh, Group Therapy following... The Dallas Mavericks stumbling against the Minnesota Timberwolves, getting their ass beat a lot of points to a lot fewer points. I don't really know the final score. It's pretty disgusting. Um, Minnesota shot like a thousand percent from three and the Mavericks approached the game like a team that wanted to feel out the first quarter and then did the thing, uh, which Dallas does, which is, uh, hang around long enough to make it interesting. And then because they can't defend anyone, they ended up losing the game. It's very, very exciting. Uh, Everyone else was likely scoreboard watching. The uh, Nuggets got the crap kicked out of them by uh, Portland, which was by design. Uh, Then in the tank of the century, the Los Angeles Clippers, the cowards that they are, Lost to Pokashevsky uh, in, a, in a game, and now they locked into the four seed. And the Lakers won, and because of the hilariously weird and complicated nature of the tiebreakers, everything ended up in the situation of where the Mavericks are playing the Clippers again, though instead of a 2-7, this year it is a 4-5. Um, just so everyone knows, the, the plan for the week... Um, the plan for the week will be I'll likely host, I don't know, one or two of these. Josh Bow and I are going to record at some point or another for a preview. I'm hoping to get some people on. I don't know any Clippers people because the only Clippers fans I know are some former SB Nation people. So we'll see if any of them want to talk about the show or, you know, talk about the series. I'm not really looking forward to doing this again. Not just the Clippers generally. Um not my preference i wanted something different but uh you know let's let's save um save your kind of your playoff thoughts your big picture playoff thoughts for a little later in the week let's digest a little bit so coming up first is uh our man christian christian what's up how we doing hey kirk can you hear me i can't Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I I think, you know, obviously beyond stating the obvious that, you know, the Clippers are a bunch of bums and cowards and going to get smacked by the Lakers whenever they play them. Besides that, you know, I think, um, I, I just think, it, and it's crazy to say, I think that this year's defense is actually worse than last year's 
uh, team defense. Um, I think when that ain't crazy to say that's that's factual. They have a worse defensive rating than. Yeah, it just you know we got Richardson. The whole point was to improve defensively, and uh, I actually tweeted you earlier when I was watching the Dylan Brooks, uh, you know, guard Steph during that Warriors. Um, Grizzlies game that you know it, he doesn't even have to be as good as Dylan Brooks which realistically Dylan Brooks isn't even necessarily a great defender he's just beyond annoying and pesky and the guy fights like crazy um, you know one thing that he's great at is uh, getting people called for illegal screens because he tries to fight through them so hard that the guy has to kind of extend or you know, the guy setting the screen has to, you know, move his body. Um, and so I, I I thought at minimum Josh Richardson could be something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't see defensively. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people that said, um, you know, they were looking forward to be uh, facing the Clippers. I just couldn't disagree more. I think this team is much better. Um, when people say there's a spotlight on this team, there's not. The pressure isn't the way it was last year after getting Kawhi, after trading for Paul George. They're kind of an afterthought, um, oftentimes anyways. And I think, you know, Rondo, uh, you know, playoff Rondo's real. His um, hate of Rick Carlisle seems very real. And I think one key player, even though I know he's been injured and I wonder what your take is on it, I think Ibaka is going to be huge for them. What do you, what do you think? In that? I've not honestly looked at the matchups enough to even know. I mean, Ibaka and Maxi serve kind of a similar function to where if they're that important to what you want to do, then there have to be larger questions about how the team is constructed. Um, Ibaka is a real smart defender, but I, in my brain, I still see him as the guy that Dirk detonated on 10 years ago. And I know that's not fair because he's won a, he's won a ring since then, but I just, I don't, I, to, in my head, he just doesn't matter. Um, the, the stuff that's going to go on with the Mavericks has to be on the defensive end. They'll be able to score on the Clippers. I have no concerns about that, but these last several games, have given me no faith that the Mavericks have any idea what they're doing on defense. Now, I've been around long enough. I've watched Rick Carlisle pull some crazy rabbits out of his hat. They took the Spurs to seven games in 2014, if that's right. Uh, they, They stole a game off the Oklahoma City Thunder with Raymond Felton, of all people. So there's some real hope that exists for very good reasons. I am just not, you know, it, practice and, and, and previous performance matter. And the Mavericks haven't done it consistently. Josh Bow and I just went through the victories that they've had and determined really the last solid defensive performances from the Mavericks include games against the second Lakers game. The Brooklyn game was interesting enough, even though Kyrie went nuts. And then before that, probably the Milwaukee game without Giannis. Otherwise, you have to go back to March. I mean, they've won some games. They've won a lot of games, obviously. You know, uh, Bob Sturm uh, was was talking about how incredible it is that the team went 33-15. and 15, And he's right. It is incredible. But this is a strange season, and I don't want to overread too much into wins or losses. And as a result, I head into the playoffs – not knowing much about this team and needing a whole lot of hope. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of numbers based stuff that says, Oh yeah, this is where the Mavericks will do better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that's it. Like really the only potential hope that I have, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I don't think there's a 0% chance we beat the Clippers. Like I'm not trying to say that. Yeah, No, this, this could be a fun series. Yeah, and I think, you know, realistically, and, you know, you have to jumble it together to kind of get the perfect scenario to win. But I do think if you get, you know, two amazing Timmy games, 
you get four, you know, really, really good KP games. And then, you know, even two games of just Luka going bananas like he has against the Celtics and stuff like that. You can piece together enough to where that offensive end is just too much, right? But I think there's so many variables that can't be counted on, you know, that it, it just – I I feel this roster is worse than last year's. Um, and I, I think realistically, I don't think Rick will do it. But I think Josh Green really has to get some run because Josh Richardson is not going to – he's just – you know, we waited the whole year hoping he can be sure. – show us some glimpses. And he just – Well, and I'm going to bring some more folks on, so so I'm, I, I apologize for, for – I'm not ushering you off stage. But I will say that for me it's less about Josh Green and more about never seeing Nicolo Melli ever again. Because boy, howdy, is he not good? We knew that. We we stole some time from him, but Rick just kept throwing him out there, and I just feel like I was missing something. I mean, I would rather have a, a Green play the four than Mel. Agree completely. I, I mean, what we're doing just isn't working. Um, we've had the schedule kind of go our way, and even then, we've kind of fumbled it a few times. Um, They kind of lucked out. I mean, realistically, the Suns probably should have won that game. Not that it really mattered too much necessarily and actually kind of went against us. Um, But I don't know. It's just it's a frustrating feeling tonight. You know, I hate the Clippers. And I think this is the one time uh, if the Lakers do end up playing the Clippers that I would root for the Yeah. I understand that. Well, thanks for coming up, Christian. I appreciate it as always, Kirk. Thank you. All right. Like last night, I'm going to be bringing up names I don't recognize quite as much, and then I'm going to get to our, our usual. So uh, I, I appreciate those who come in night in and night out. But uh, just, you know, I want to bring up some voices that we haven't heard as much. So coming up next is Caleb. Caleb, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, I really just wanted to say, um, all things considered, I think this was a pretty solid season obviously it was a weird season with all the COVID stuff and I don't like the Clippers matchup like I was saying in the chat though I think they did improve the roster MKG was getting playoff run last year and that hopefully won't be a thing this year with Melly Uh, I don't think so at least if Maxie's healthy so I mean they had like seven dudes last year it 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 got dark (laughs) definitely Boban was getting bigger on it. It wasn't pretty. So I'm a little hopeful, even though I don't think it's a great matchup. But um, I'm interested in just what you think about the regular season overall in terms of it being an improvement from last year and in terms of it being just like a positive season overall. So I almost think it's two distinct seasons broken up in, you know, COVID all the way through the the really scary winter storms North Texas faced. That's like season one. And then everything from February 1st after where the Mavs started to kind of get it together. Um, they improved their record, which is something. But I, I, there, there was very few – their win streak caps were like five and six games. They never rattled off like an 11-game win streak or something like that to really – you know, make the Mavs part of the national conversation. Like Utah went nuts at one point, yeah. which really pushed them. And so there was just enough kind of, you know, shit kicking losses that made people like me come into apps like this and yell into the void to, to keep the Mavericks just below the surface of consistent attention. That's probably for the best because I think it makes them a little bit of a dark horse in a situation like this. I still would have liked to seen some more growth if, but it's just got to be couched that this season wasn't regular. We came in knowing that Porzingis, who probably, if we look at when he came back, like he missed the first nine games of the season, he still probably came back too early. Uh, and, and, you know, understanding that, that his, you know, how his body operates is just going to be the, like an, a thing that overhangs the Mavericks until he is able to either get his body in a better place physically or if they move on from him. And so those two things, it, it's just, it's very difficult to kind of judge the season because if they were to play three games a week, which is kind of what the NBA hopes for, 
he would have played more. But instead, they're playing four, four and a half games a week, and the Mavs kind of had to make these strategic decisions. You know, then he rolls his ankle, and they don't want to have things like that go on. So it's just that that paired with the COVID stuff overhangs. And so that they finished 42 and 30 is really remarkable. Yeah. That they had essentially a 17-game swing from being, you know, 9 and 14 at one point to this is incredible. It's really incredible. So I should be happier than I feel, if that makes <laughs> sure. sense. No, I, I feel, yeah, completely. I got you. So, well, I'm, you got anything else? I think KP's going to decide the series. I mean, if, like you said, if he's healthy and he's playing well, I think they've got a chance. I'm interested in it. I'm interested in the rematch. I am. I, I, I'm interested to see if he comes out and lays it. I think out. you will. There were in. I hope he does. I just. I wonder how much of that is repetition and confidence and not doing things out of character. Um, this was the first game that he's had in in seven games where he had a block. <laughs> That's, That's a little. <laughs> I mean, seven but three. Like you, you, you yeah. luck into blocks being that tall. That's pretty um, bad, yeah. And I know I've seen but, you on Twitter being mad at his defense. So, well, <laughs> I don't know. I, Twitter is not sure. real. It's the first thing I got to talk to everybody. Like, I get really pissy with people who tell me what I'm seeing is not true. Right. Like, I'm not the smartest basketball mind, but I can tell when a guy decides to not do something because he's concerned either about his health or he doesn't want to foul or that sort of thing. And at this point, his health, I want him I, I want him to be healthy. So if he doesn't make a play because he's concerned about getting hurt, I get it. But there are there have been effort plays since the last month where it's just like, nah, come on, friendo. We need you to try a little harder. So Right, yeah. Well, thank you, Caleb. I appreciate thank you coming you. up. All right. Coming up next, uh, a wonderful screen name and Leo Finney Smith. Leo, how are you? Hi, good uh, afternoon, everyone. Thanks for having me up here, Kirk. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah. All right, so a couple things I'm going to say really quickly. One, uh, I am so happy that I found this community, and you specifically, Kirk, along with Lockdown Mavs. Uh, hearing you guys talk every night honestly makes me feel really happy just to have another Mavs fan in my life, and it calms me down in like a really awkwardly grumpy way. <laughs> And it's nice to know that there are other maps found in the world. I'm glad. Where are, where are you calling? Oh, I'm from Irving, so I'm right down the street. Okay. Okay. So that's good. You know, I, and the Locked On Mavs guys are great. Nick uh, used to work with Mavs Moneyball for a while. Love to see his success. Him and Isaac are a yin to my yang because they are just better people than me and also much more just forward and happier thinking. So we, we make a good it, you guys really do. It's like a complete shift from nights. It's like one night Isaac, like KP played so great offensively, and then you're over here, and it's like, yeah, KP's defense sucks, and they're both right, and it's nice, and it's a nice pendulum <laughs> swing. Uh, uh, the second thing, uh, just really quickly, uh, I don't know if I'm spoiled or not. I really haven't been a Mavs fan for too long. I've lived in Dallas, but I just I haven't gone into sports. I remember watching the two previous seasons before the championship. I missed out on the championship season except for the playoff run, and then now I get Lucas. So it's kind of like the best of everything. And I uh, really I, that's hope okay. everyone else understands. I really hope everyone like. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't think I've. I don't know of another franchise that isn't the Lakers. That's just like, hey, you get a great player for almost the whole time you're a fan. It's going to be, if we're lucky, if Luca sign, you know, Luca's going to hopefully sign his extension. And then we're, we will have essentially had from 1999 with Dirk to something like 2027 with Luca. And that's, and that, you know, it, it, that's pretty preposterous. It's nice. It's awesome. And the second thing, uh, well, the last thing, I remember uh, DMing you telling you the Mavs were going to make the fit seed, and I was right, and I'm so happy I didn't jinx it, and this is awesome, and I hope the next person up here has something even better to say than I did, but this is awesome, and thank you for having me. Sure thing, Leo. Appreciate you coming up. Man, I the, I, I, I so enjoy – we're going to post kind of our uh, – at Mavs Moneyball, our reactions to uh, our own predictions at some point this week. I predicted the Mavs would win 50 games. <laughs> so, you know, Lord knows, Lord knows what every, everybody else has going on. So 
All right, feel free to uh, to jump up on here. It's in a request. We've got a few people I'm going to bring up next is Jesse. How are you, Jesse? Hey, Kirk. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm a little disappointed. It's the these Sunday games are killers. What's the Mavs record now? Like two and nine on Sundays. Yeah, uh, I got a record for you though. We're uh, 27 and 0 when uh, leading in the first, Ooh. and that that record is the NBA record secured because we got destroyed in the first quarter and lost the game. So, uh, yeah, nobody's ever done that before. That's very weird. Um, I, you know, I, I was on the sh- your show a few months ago, and I was like, you know, all of us complaining about them sitting and all this other stuff is not really going to matter. We're all going to end up in the same place anyway. Like, we're going to – we can't get any better, better than fifth. I think it, it was – it's one of those things where – yeah, we're playing the Clippers again. That's not the best. I would. That's probably the last team I would rather see in the first round. But they don't necessarily like. They did add some pieces, but they don't necessarily have that like real depth. And I think a lot of other teams around us, the our Achilles heel is playing teams with depth. And I think that you know. I don't want to get too deep into the matchup stuff, but they are four and six in their last ten. Granted, they've been resting a lot. We're seven and three in our last ten. You know, if pandemic P shows back up and uh, and we 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 have a lot we have a lot deeper of a team now that we're playing. So I, I like our chances, but the fact that we got into fifth means that we're going to have a much if we do some miraculously way. Uh, get beat the lake or the Clippers, we will have a much easier path to the finals. So I, I'll take that. Uh, you know, it, it seemed like no matter what we, we did this season because of the COVID thing and us being the 14th seed and uh, no matter what we did, we would end up being most likely a first round exit. But, um, you know, it, we have a chance. We, we, uh, Carlisle may have been saving all this, and, and granted, it's not Doc Rivers anymore. Ty Lue is a much better coach, in my opinion. Nah, as far as I got a great thing. No, yeah. What's your disagree. take on that? Firmly okay. fucking disagree about that. All right, push back on Ty- that. So Tyrone Lue has been in my life since I was nine years old. He played at a high school in Kansas City that my brother played against, and was part of one of the greatest basketball games in Missouri history, incredible basketball player, followed him forever. I don't think he's a better X's nose coach. I think he's a better motivator because I think those guys were tired of Doc Rivers shit. Doc Rivers talked about the fact that, that the uh, two biggest stars only played, uh, only practiced together once all year. Um, and I think they're probably in a better place mentally, but I think Rick Carlisle can coach circles around Tyrone Lowe. Um, really? Okay. Right. In, in terms of strategic stuff, I'm sorry. What has Lou done? LeBron James and Kyrie Irving existed on your team. Well, well Doc Big is one of the worst world. X's and O's coaches, so I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's not Doc in the playoffs. But you may be right about that. He may not be as good of an X's and O's coaches. I mean, think. they're they're better from a talent perspective, and that right. like talent tends to win out. Um. But it's just there, like the way you know Paul George has fallen down four times since he learned he had to guard Luca. <laughs> it's it's just you know, just in the past you know thirty minutes, he's probably falling over in his sleep and is looking for banana peels like he's playing Mario Kart. So I don't know. I I the the coaching thing is one area where I have to hope that the Mavericks have been holding some things in reverse, like incredible play designs, like. A pick and roll involving Luka Doncic and Chris Depp oh, actually fucking actually rolling to the rim. Yeah. It, it, that would be a magical basketball play, which the Mavericks haven't done much of. Um, I, the, you know, I need to see more Jalen Brunson uh, point guard with Luka Doncic setting screens for him. Like, there's got to be stuff that they've just been holding on to. Uh, Matt Moore is in the chat too. Is a Kansas City Chiefs fan like me. And I just hold on to the idea that, that Andy Reid, you know, does the Milton Burrow kind of just the tip thing with, with the with the Chiefs offense. And Carlisle strikes me as one who does that too, because even though they don't want to be predictable, he's such a 
He's the most frustrating coach, probably top three, and Matt can maybe attest to this in the in the chat below. He he plays games with lineups. He plays games with injury reports. Carl wants every advantage possible. So I'm low key very uh, very into the coaching matchup because um, who's the who's the off who's the little guard uh, uh, for the Clippers? Patrick Beverly. So for for those of us who weren't in the Saturday night chat because or Friday night chat because you know who wants to do that for a Friday night? Oh wait, all of you do. Uh, Luca scored 10 points on Patrick Beverly in less than 60 seconds. And then Patrick Beverly had an injury for the rest of the series. So there's just, there's, I'm, the more I talk about this, the more I feel like, like, this is how I used to, I used to get pissy about the WWE in like the late nineties and early two thousands, like just very passionate. So I'm like, I'm looking forward to this a lot. Oh, and Matt just points out Rondo Revenge versus Ooh, Rondo. that's Mary. nice. Big fan of that. Yeah. Ooh, well, Kirk, now one. you got me hyped because now I'm excited about this coaching matchup and uh, you give me optimism, which is very weird for you to give me optimism. Ah, man, well, we're in a dark place if I'm giving people optimism. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out, Jesse. Do you want to promote? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess follow me at Mavs Lead, I'm part of the Lead Network, part of Bleacher Report, and uh, the Kabam Mavericks podcast. Uh, at Kabam Sports on Twitter. All right. Sure thing, buddy. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, the happiest man of all time, Jason. What's going on, my guy? Oh, but is this working? Yeah, you sound good. Okay, solid. I mean, I'm not going to go too much into playoff matchups or whatever, but I don't know. Think about the directly season. Like we we went through fucking COVID, okay? We were nine and fourteen. We went, I don't know, whatever stack you're saying, thirty five and thirteen or whatever, or these past last fifty games or so. So overall, I think this season, regular season, was a success. The bad thing, as we've talked about so many times on here, is this team is inconsistent. They don't play with energy, and we just have no idea who they are. And okay, Luca's going to step up. I think KP is also going to step up, and Carlo is going to coach the shit out of a series, but. We have no idea what's going to happen, but that, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of sport. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we just have to go and watch and see what happens. I mean, yeah, that's, a, I, I'm, I'm now that I've accepted it. So like I was very grumpy the last fourth quarter and particularly as I was watching Poku just go bananas oh. where I was like, I don't want to play the Clippers again, but now that I've accepted it, I'm fine with it. I learned in the post game. That uh, which whichever Morris brother went at it with Luca has apparently apologized to Luca for tripping oh, him, God. and like I, I hope there's like some fake drama where the Morris where the Morris brother who did that says I didn't apologize. Like, like there's just a lot of brilliant, you know. We watch it for the basketball, but if the basketball and the petty side drama come together as like you know this amazing Voltron. Rondo versus Carlisle. Oh mm. my goodness. This is going to be... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to hate it if when Rondo just goes off because playoff Rondo, but oh my Lean God. I'm ready for it. Petty. Lean I'm ready into for this. feeling angry about sports because we just... None of us are allowed to get mad at stuff anymore because either the world sucks or we're being assholes. And sports is the one thing where you can just lean in and be like, you know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's where this and that's what we should do this oh i low-key low-key like like okay maybe it's pandemic p happens again but paul chore has honestly been, honestly been really really good this year you can look at his he stats has. but he's actually been kind of insane i think he should be a third team all nba but like like he's honestly carried that team more than quiet at some point this year that's all i'll say on that but i i don't know maybe he just falls apart but i kind of feel like they're a little bit more secure, to be honest. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, there's a there's a great Panda Hank 41 video that he has compiled of of <laughs> just Luca dropping Paul George. There's been like seven or eight instances of Luca putting him on his ass, and I for one really look forward to it because uh, what Luca's point per game average is pretty preposterous just against the Clippers. But there's a lot of like little X factors like Jalen Brunson playing, period, because he didn't play last year. Like, do you remember last year was when we were all excited about Burke, which is, you know, that feels like 20 years ago. Tim Hardaway was a non contributing zero, and he has been a, you know, like, like Ricky Vaughn as in, in major league. Like, the dude's just been bananas. So I'm really, I'm really excited about this in the short term. I might not be excited about it like, like three minutes into the game, but, you know, we got to. 
Yeah, for sure. And one last thing, Christian. We do not need an enforcer. We do not need James Johnson. I watched the Pelicans game today against the Lakers because of seeding, whatever. James Johnson airballed like five three-pointers. That guy is horrible. He's trash, and he's well, tough. Well, what we do need is the Mavericks or the referees to protect Luka from bullshit. So that, like, some of the stuff that happened last year was, like, beyond the pale. And, you know, Rick needs to make a bigger show, and he's not done it. So if we get through, like, game one, and and, and let's say the Mavericks lose, and I'm projecting, but let's say they lose, like, 104 to 97, and Luka has four free throw trips, you will see Rick Carlisle march up to the podium and throw down an epic, this superstar does not get protected. They're letting him hammer, yada, yada, yada. It's going to be incredible. And that's been the, that'll be something to look forward to because he's played, he hasn't done it all year. Yeah, I agree. Although, to be fair, like for what this worth, I don't actually see the Luca free throw issue at all, to be honest. Like, just being more objective about it. Luca's just driving less. Like, that's <laughs> just a fact. And, like, I don't really see. No, it he's actually too much, not driving so. less, but he's shooting less out of drives. I mean, yeah, he's driving he's, he's more than any. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, but I I can just see that being a thing. You know, it's it's like one of those those cards you hold. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll get out of here. But I mean, we're in the playoffs, guys. Yeah. We're in the playoffs for the five seed. This is this is sick. We had more wins than last year. We had a better winning percentage than last year. So I mean, this was a good regular season. Had a, lots of ups and downs, but be happy at the end of it. Yep. Thanks for coming up, buddy. Yep. All right. Coming up next. Our man, Xavier, who wrote the recap for Mavs Moneyball, which I don't know if I've published yet because I'm not very good at multitasking. Um, To call it a recap would be a stretch, Kirk. Um, I don't think there was, you know, what what can be said about that game that hasn't already been said about World War II? It was just an (laughs) It was a bloodbath. It was just a shit show all around, to be honest with you. Um, But honestly, look. I want to talk to my fellow Mavs fans, right? Look, we're all homers, right? I'm a homer. I, I deeply love this team. I think the fact that I'm a degenerate gambler forces me to kind of take a, you know, a more bird's-eye view of the league as a whole. And I just think people are really underrating this Clippers team. I think outside of the Lakers who won a championship, I don't think this regular season mattered less for any other team than the Clippers, right? I think the second year season ended at the Nuggets. It was all about redemption. And look, you know, people don't talk about it, but Kawhi, PG, well, Kawhi specifically, he can be a free agent now. I doubt he goes anywhere, but still, the pressure's on considering all the assets that they gave up and the fact that they mortgaged their future for the Clippers to get something out of this partnership this year. And I think they're a year removed from their chemistry issues. And I don't think it's a matter of X's and O's. They're just more talented than us, honestly. And I think a lot of fans are thinking that we're the Mavs of the bubble and we're not. I think we're worse than we were last year. I think the Clippers are better than they were last year. And so all the fans that clamored for a matchup with the Clippers, I think it's going to be about 10 minutes into game one, and you're all going to wish that we had drew that matchup with the Nuggets, which I don't, you know, of course we wouldn't have been favoring, but at least we would have had a puncher's chance. But honestly, Kirk, I don't don't share your enthusiasm for this matchup, man. I feel like it's going to be death by a thousand cuts and, I'm not looking forward to this matchup at all, man. And I'm sorry to be Debbie Downer, but, you know, that's just, I don't know, that's just the way I see it. Well, now i got to tease you because I just opened up your recap, and I, I'm pretty sure you cut and paste from a Word document. It didn't actually paste because I'm staring at a blank document at the moment, which is borderline incredible. Um, <laughs> I So if you could check that out after we hop off here, I'm in no rush, don't you worry. I that's... understand Death by a Thousand Cuts is um, – is is really kind of what being a sports fan ends up being in a, in a nutshell. But I, that's why we wanted to see the Nuggets, but it's not. So I'm, I'm going to lean into the little things that make this at least something. Because, you know, we'll have a good feeling. You know, the first two games are pretty important. And if it's, it, you know, if the Mavericks are able to get a split in the first two like they were last year, then I'm going to feel good. Um, and, and, and to be honest with you, look, we're not winning a chip, right? I think we all understand that. I think the, most, the biggest reason why I wanted the Nuggets was because if we could get out of the first round, it just represented progress. And in the season that's just had so many valleys, and I just I just wanted to feel like we were progressing towards something more than anything. But look, more than likely, we probably lose to Denver anyway. But still, it was at least hope. Um, 
But we'll see. I mean, look, I would love to be proven wrong. I would like for us to beat the Clippers and then I come in here and everybody just berates me and calls me all types of four-letter words in the chat. And you know what? I would love nothing more than that. Um, but look, let's see. You know, like I said, I just, you know, I, I, I wish we would have been peaking heading into the playoffs. And unfortunately, like today, I, I wrote in the recap, I don't know if we were tanking or if, you know, we were just playing like the Dallas Mavericks, you know? Yes. And, you That's know, a really and, good. I'm glad you said that. And, you know, and you had mentioned something earlier, too. And I'm just like, I, God, you know, we never we never went on the type of, you know, we never went on the type. And, I, you know, I listen to different podcasts where they kind of, Take a take a you know take a look at the league. Like I know um, Matt, who's in the chat, he does his championship tiers with Danny. I know Nate Duncan and Danny. They do kind of like their fifteen and sixty. And it felt like every time we went on some sort of run, we would embarrass ourselves against a team that was less talented than us. And it kind of kept us from really feeling all the way good about our team. And even though we were able to save our season, I don't feel like we've reached as high a peak as we should have. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so- because of that, I've just always had tempered expectations because anytime we had a chance to really make a statement against a, a good team or or extend a run, extend a six-win streak to a seven-game win streak, we always just fell flat on our faces. And because of that, it just kind of put a ceiling on the season. But but I'll stop ranting. And let me go check my comment pace because, you know, I'm old and technology is not my friend. So let, let me call one of my children over to help me out and figure this just out. Just the, the old control V from the word doc to the to the uh, thing. I do that a lot, so don't you feel bad about it. Thanks for writing and thanks for joining. All right, Kirk. All right, coming up next. Ooh, got some names I don't recall as much, which is delightful. So coming up next, uh, when I saw the notification, I thought Josh Richardson was going to come up here and yell at me, but it's James Richardson. James. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I want to give a couple of reasons why I think the Mavs actually have a shot here. And if you got a couple minutes for a vaccine-fueled uh, soliloquy on Clippers' head, I'd love to let it loose. I mean, why not? Hell yeah. So first reason, Clippers are cursed. They're not allowed to win anything for the rest of time. And try as might with this fuckery, I don't think it's getting them anywhere. This is a strong take. You're off to a strong <laughs> I uh, appreciate it, my man. Second reason is, <laughs> I think there's just bad juju in uh, losing two games like this to awful teams on purpose. I think that kind of bullshit just gets you a loss. That's what you deserve. And then finally, the Clippers are just lame, cheesy losers all the way across the board. Remember back when they uh, put up banners of their own players in the uh, Staples Center because they couldn't stand to see the uh, Lakers banners up there? That's just like kind of shit we're dealing with here. So really, I think... Uh, those three reasons we got a shot, but honestly, I don't expect us to win. I think as the broadcast said, it'll just be fun to get this rivalry going, play the same team a couple times in a row, and uh, look forward to beating them in the playoffs in the first round when we're on the way to a championship. Like, they're not about to be. I like this. This is good. This is good fuel. We need this kind of energy. We need to not worry about the, like, like. The, the the what what joie de vie I I I can't remember the 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 French phase but there there's just something here that you have like like screw the Clippers is is a mindset and and I think we just need to lean into that yeah man it's all fun it's it's super fun like back when we had the Spurs that we just hate on all the yes. time even if they beat us more often than not it's still just fun man I, I really live for that shit it's awesome oh God what a great take. So glad I brought yeah, you up well, here. Oh, thanks, man. Well, I'll get out of here and let somebody with uh, somebody intelligent to say, come on up. But appreciate you having me. Let's go Mavs. Everyone, don't forget that. Let's go Mavs, baby. Thanks, James. Appreciate All it. Right. Good night. Coming up next, Sean, who's been waiting for a while. What's up, my guy? Hey, Kirk. How's That's it going? Good. Thanks for coming up. I will say he's giving me a lot of credit for the next person being intelligent. But, you know. Hey. I'm up um, here. I will pre- <laughs> yeah, I will preface what I'm about to say uh, that I, I'm happy we got the fifth seed, but I'm not sure how to feel about for the second year in a row them punting, controlling their own destiny. Mm. You know, Go on. I, I'm just you know for the it if they just win you know that cures everything and they're just yes. kind of it seems to be they're averse to that you know they're trying to play the odds and let other teams control their destiny for them? I mean, 
I, I feel I, like that's problematic for the future. I mean, there's there was always like the Mavericks exist in this space where they convinced themselves, then their media partners, then their fans who listen to both them and their media partners that they are the smartest people in the room. I mean, right. and keep in mind that I really like Brad Townsend has been nothing but kind to me. This is not a shot, but he just tweeted something out about the are you guys now fine with the Mavs losing a pointless game and sitting Porzingis and Lucas and they can lose the Thunder? The answer is no, I'm not fine with that. I want them to win games. I watch to win the game. Not to, I, I don't play fantasy GM. Those of y'all who do are weird. I'm not smart enough at the math. <laughs> That's part of my problem. So it's just, you know, the Mavs get cute at this stuff. And, and it, you know, I'm not a fan of that. But I am a fan of the Mavs, so I just kind of got to live with live with both. And and there's the you know it's it's just going to be part of it moving forward. Yeah, it's I know it, it's frustrating, but again, they got where they wanted. Um, I guess we can't complain about that. Yeah, no five five is a step in the right direction because they're fifth in the West despite all the chicanery that they dealt with, and that yeah. And I I have. Another question. Um, do you think that you know they've had a lot of effort issues this year? Do you think that'll uh, cause any or impact how they uh, finish series if it comes that they're in the position to finish a series? You mean like completely just like laying down if they get you know if they go down like three one something like that? Or I mean like if if they're up three one like. Mm. I don't. I don't think it'll matter because when when Luca's lights, when the lights are brightest, he's a killer. Uh, he went down firing against the Clippers last year. I don't think that that will change this year. Okay, you know that's that. That at least makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, because there there are games where he's just not. He's like, I got to play tomorrow. Like there is no tomorrow. They're done with that. Yeah. And one thing on the Clippers, this is the first time they've had actual bulletin board material, you know, because the Clippers wanted the maps. So hopefully I feel like a a good chunk of the upper part of the conference wanted the maps, which is maybe a discussion for us to have in the (laughs) offseason. But but so that's uh, well, thanks for coming up, Sean. Unsettling a little bit. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Mm hmm. So we had some chat requests, and I'm going to bring up Michael, and we'll just kick back off. Hi, Michael. Hello. Thanks for having me again. Sure. Um, so I didn't get to watch the game, but I listened to it on the radio, and uh, it sounded like they just didn't care. And that's, you know, not a good way to end the season. But, you know, it. Um, but anyway. Not as friends with the Clippers as everyone else's. I don't really think so because I think, you know, Luca tends to show up well against them. And, you know, we kind of go as he goes. So as long as he's able to step up and the defense doesn't play like they don't give a shit, then, you know, I'd say we take it to at least six. But I think we have a, you know, I'd say we have about a 25% chance to win the conference or to win the series. And, you know, that's something. So, you know, I'm not completely counting my, uh, ourselves out from it. So we'll see how it goes. And, uh, but yeah, I just kind of want to hear your thoughts about that. Eh, I mean, I think I, I'm a little higher than 25%, I'd say, but I understand it. It, it, it doesn't feel last year prior to the game start or to the, to the series starting, it felt pretty dark. And then Luca won game two with that banana shot and everything felt a little better, but it was pretty close to being a, a, a gentleman's sweep. So this is, uh, this is something where we're in the, where we're in the right, right direction. Um, you know, I, Dalton Trigg is in the chat talking about how, you know, maybe Maxie needs to, to play better, which he's right. You know, Maxie can't feel sorry for himself for, for not having a girlfriend in the chat, which was my favorite fan theory that people uh, DM me last year that Luke, that he was playing bad because he didn't have a girlfriend anymore. Um, 
really he was tired of <laughs> tired of having a guard Maxi Kleba or not Maxi Kleba, uh, Kawhi Leonard. So so we'll see where where things go. I'm I'm I don't know. I'm I'm at the moment I'm bullish, but you know if anybody who follows me on social media, it takes like two seconds for me to become you know just the biggest. Yeah, and they just have to keep a level head about them too, because you know. Obviously, this team isn't very mature, and they get very emotional. Right. And the Clippers are a team that likes to get under your skin. And, you know, that definitely presents a real challenge because I don't think the Nuggets really, you know, play that kind of game. So, you know, this is a time for them to get mad, and I think that's going to add a little bit of motivation. And, you know, I think they do have that kind of chip on their shoulder because no one's going to expect them to do anything. And I think they're going to respond well to that. So, you know, I'm, I'm remaining cautiously optimistic. And I think that's, you know, the best that we all we, <laughs> the best that all of us can really do. Um, and I just wanted to get your thoughts real quick on one thing. And, you know, this is looking a little bit to the offseason, but what are we going to do with Tim Hardaway? Because when he's going, he's going. And it's like the most fun thing to watch because he just plays FU basketball. And, you know, you just can't stop him. But when he's not hitting shots, you know, I think he gets in his head like everyone else on the team does, and it's just really brutal to watch. And I, I read uh, the y'all's article a couple weeks ago about, like, you know, asking the same question, what are we going to do with Tim Hardaway? And they came to the conclusion that we need to move on from him and we need to bring somebody else in. That was, that but, was Xavier, who, who might still be hovering in the chat. I'm not sure. Uh, my, my, my thing with him is I think they will resign him quickly to all the money, uh, because the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade has actually worked out quite well for the Mavericks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, would you rather have, you know, a lights out shooter like that or somebody that can handle the ball and take a little bit of the load off of Luca? Um, so that's kind of a question that, you know, yeah, they have to I really mean, ask themselves, I guess. The Mavs cap situation is not near as as straightforward as the Mavericks PR team have led people to believe. They just have a lot of options because Josh Brick, Brick Richardson, not not Brick Brickardson, um, Josh Richardson is going to opt in because nobody's paying him eight figures ever again. Uh, so it's I don't know, it's it's dicey. There's a lot there's a lot to be uh, to to see where we go. But but you know we'll talk about that in a couple couple of weeks uh, because if. You know, a playoff series, uh, as as Dalton in the chat is talking about in terms of Chris Stapps for Zingas, can really change people's minds, and and he's right. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you, you for joining, Michael. Hope, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me. And you know, go Mavs, and we'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> yep. Thanks for coming up. Yep. All right. Coming up next, uh, my friendly and favorite, uh, probably, you know, my best online friend and uh, biggest Mavericks troll in my life, Matt Moore. Hi, Matt. Come on. You, you, you use this app. You're not allowed to not be prepared. What's it, breaks, it, it breaks half the time for me, too. How did you lose that game? How? I had you in so many parlays. How? Tell me why. Why? Why? Why would you do this to me? Like, I just need <laughs> you to win the game. I didn't need you to cover. Just win the game. Yeah. Why? I want I want I'm, you to answer this. Like you personally, I'm holding responsible for this. Well, I'm watching. So the game, like I've been talking for so long and been messed up for lost. so long. The, the the stupid game is back on League Pass, and it's sixteen to eight with five minutes left. And it, it just <laughs> the game was the game in the first quarter. That's how bad it was, and it just. I mean, this is one of these things where, like, fans rightfully are like, why can't Rick Carlisle get these guys ready to play? And and the answer to this is there's – they're done listening to him, and it's not that, that he needs to be fired or anything like this. But at a certain point, there needs to be that guy on the team that's like, all right, guys, let's go get this taken care of. And they just don't have that guy. I, uh, I honestly – the only reason I thought you would win was because I figured – you know, oh, well, if the Lakers were to lose and the Blazers won, you could slide back to six, and that might be the Clippers, but mm-hmm. it was just too complicated, I think. And you all are right that you do lose the bad teams. Uh, as far as probabilities go, so the series prices aren't out yet, but uh, I do have, a, have access to uh, one line on BetMGM that puts you at about 30% implied probability. Okay. So you said, 20, you said 25% was too low, 
is 30% too low? No. I mean, the the winner of game one determines what? Like 70% of first-round matchups? Yeah. yeah. So if, if the Mavericks were able to go surprise the Clippers and punch them in the mouth, then all all bets are off. It, you know, the, the, it, there's going to be fans in the stands, the, but then the, in Los Angeles and California still trying to figure this out. But because they're Clippers fans, we know they suck, and there's not <laughs> they're going to be loud. It's not like the game is going to matter. Um, you know, the Mavericks have like playing games in um, playing locker playing games in in uh, in front of fans does have some semblance of things, and the Texas will just have more people. So. Um, yeah, I think, look, it's interesting that you're like, you're basically like, well, we're going to score the question is whether they can get stops. And like, I, I guess I kind of look at them like, do you have enough firepower? You know, like who's like, are you going to be able to produce enough because you lost so many weapons year over yeah. year? Like that's, a, you know, you're like, you're more heliocentric around Luca now. And maybe he's worked himself into shape. Uh, they are 12th, by the way, in free throw opponent rate. And the reason I'm telling you that is because the Lakers are 11th. So they draw approximately the same number of fouls or they create, they are called for the approximately the same number of fouls that the Lakers are on a sure. basis. So uh, I think you're going to be pretty frustrated. I mean, probably they have a bunch of rangy defenders and rangy guys tend to guard Luca the best, but I, I just, I've seen enough big game performances from Luca to know that, sure. that, He's not going to have a bad game. It's yeah. whether the other Mavericks do. Yeah. And, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith has been somehow really, really good. Jalen Brunson has been really, really good. Tim Hardaway has, you know, two out of three games where he's been outstanding. And none of those guys, like, the of the, the, the last two guys didn't matter in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I it'll like be the, enough I, to be cute, is, is I think. I, it'll be fun. I like the Dalton's take that the series will determine if KP's a Mav next year. That was I mean, a very I, good take. I, I, it has to be because he can't look like this. People have been coming at me for four days. I have been called <laughs> like, listen to me, you fucking trolls calling me a virgin. When I have a five-year-old that is, that is hilariously funny. Like bring the heat when you're making fun of me, when people who are talking trash where it's just like, Oh, well, this is fine defense from KP. You don't know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. This is not that thing. Like, like, stop watching, you know, like, what are you watching? When the seven foot three guy can't block the five eleven guy or somebody by the name of Malachi Flynn, that's an NBA created player name. Not going to hear anything different. It's just like, like, get I off it about that this guy is good, you know, that this guy can play defense. He might be able to. He hasn't shown it to us. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, last thing before I go. The biggest thing is you're going to have to, like, I wonder if Rick's just going to pull out the matchup zone, right? Because I don't think you can switch. <laughs> oh, no. Mavericks in a zone. <laughs> I see Tim Hardaway Jr. spinning around three times. Like I know, he did against the I know but it's like you, you can't play drop, and you can't play, and you can't really play at the level. So, like, I feel like your only option is to, like, to go to matchup zone. Like, I feel like that's the only way you're going to be able to to actually contain the ball movement. Man, that could be something. This is going to be such a fun, like, it's going to be such a chess match. And the Clippers simply have better pieces. But I, I just, I don't know. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I I have to go work, so hang in there. Well, go work. Thanks for thanks for getting me angry. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to bring up people in rapid succession. My my favorite statistician, Andrew. What's happening, Andrew? Good evening, Kurt. A few quick things. Carlisle let them play his crap today, so he'd have stuff to chew them out over practice this week. Mmm, this is great take. Item number two, I predict the Mavs will play on Saturday because – Network is going to want the Lakers to play on Sunday. Yes. Because because West's first playoff game, play-in game is Wednesday, and the second one is Friday. So there's no way they're going to make them play on Saturday. I like. I think this is likely true. I saw Tim Kalashaw tweeting about this. 
So I'm pretty sure Saturday is accurate. So we'll find out about that. And that's all I got tonight. Let's go, Mavs. Thanks, buddy. Yep. All right. Coming up next, Lance. Hey, Lance. What's going on? What's going on, Kurt? Uh, you know, just some, uh, you know, casual screaming into my phone at 1 a.m. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't catch the game. I actually literally just got home from work, but I saw the pathetic score, and I just figured that no one played. But I, I have no idea I mean, that's happened, technically so. true. No one did play. There were just things that happened. Gotcha. So just like a repeat of Memphis then. Um, yes. So yes. this is my thing about the Clippers. Uh, although I think the Clippers are better this year, and I think the 50-point blowout was kind of – I mean, although it was wonderful, I, I don't know. If, maybe it was an outlier. But I, I – I think with the healthy KP and whatever that means anymore, uh, as long as he's able to play, I guess, I think the Mavs have a chance. But then once again, I feel like this is like the flip side every time. Without Harrell, I think the Clippers aren't as vulnerable. And I think it all depends on how if Ibaka can hold up, because I believe he's been out for the last two months and he's finally able to play. So if he's able to play and like the Batum uh, option is also wonderful, uh, I, th- I think the Clippers are deeper than last year for sure. And and I know this sounds crazy, but Reggie Jackson is actually playable this year. Now, I don't know if that will hold up in the playoffs, but it, but it really looks like the Clippers' depth, the one that we were sold on last year, is real this year. So that's my thing. Uh, I think the I think it will still be like a six-game series, uh, series. I'd probably put my money on 35% that the Mavs can win. But even then, that might be generous. So, I don't know. I think it'll be a very fun series. I'm all for playoff beef and, and rival rivalries, you know, being built, especially nowadays because there's not really any rivalries anymore. So, I, I'll appreciate a little Marcus Moore's uh, Luka Doncic, you know, friendly banter. <laughs> Big fan. You're right. Yeah. No, you're right. I, 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 uh, as much as I'm uh, – as much as I'm all, like – angry at one in the morning i'm i'm this is kind of why i like sports <laughs> so I'm, I'm i'm all for this i appreciate your thoughts lance you got anything else no, oh this is what i'll say i i really think this might be the kp revenge game and i know everyone wants to give kp crap for being a bad teammate but i'll never forget what he did to marcus morris last year and that's all i'm gonna say so mm, have a i nice like time. it you too buddy i like that take that's some good thoughts because uh that that really Got that got him some some a lot just uh, just just him doing that. I I still remember how excited I was even though he got kicked out of the game. All right, coming up next is Henry. How you doing, Henry? Is the app gonna work for you, Henry? Can you hear me, Kurt? Yep. Yep, we can hear you. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Uh, yeah, just real quick. Um, I'm probably a little more optimistic. Um you know, than the rest of the fan base, um, you know, I, and this isn't coming out of a place of arrogance, but I, I don't, I genuinely don't really fear the Clippers like that. I mean, I've seen Luca drop PG on his ass more times to, you know, just understand that, yeah, they have depth, but they don't really have anybody that can handle Luca. So it's just a matter of the supporting cast. Like, and I don't know if it was brought up earlier or not, cause I hopped in late, but, but I mean, guys like Jalen Brunson weren't in the bubble last year, you know, Dwight wasn't around, I mean, they could possibly potentially be X factors in this series. So, I mean, I'm I'm honestly, you know, a little more optimistic than probably everybody else is. I think there's something to that. It, 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 I was just talking to Matt about that. That's where I think that the margins are for the Mavericks is in places like that, where they're you know they're going to be playing a, a a team that is very maybe similar in intention, but not similar in in output. Um, Brunson is able to drive the lane. Dwight Powell exists as much as, you know, he should probably play like 15 minutes a game, not the ton that he's playing lately, but it's just enough of a different look to where I think the Clippers kind of have their work cut out for them. And I mean, if not, if I'm not mistaken, I think we were, we were obviously a way better road team, you know, this year than I believe last year. So that that's also another, yes. Yeah, so that's also cause for some for some optimism there. But I mean, I got Mavs and six, man. Fuck, fuck everybody else. Love it. Let's. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to get everybody's thoughts on this later in the week when I do one of these closer to uh, 
to game time. So I, I, I enjoy that initial reaction, though. I think I, I there's something to it. Appreciate it, Kurt. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming up next, who do we have here in the queue? Ike, what's happening? Hey, what's up, Kirk? How's it going? It's going. It's going. I'm now I'm going to be up to like three in the morning because Matt. so yeah we get we got the matchup and you know um x kind of echoed a lot of my sentiments as far as with the clippers that um yeah you know aside from like a lot of like the the trash talking and and whatnot and you know obviously our experience with them last year um you know i think many of us might be somewhat underestimating them now by no means are they juggernauts but um this team the Clippers this year I I don't know it it's different it's like it's not that they're scary they do have I guess better depth I wouldn't say they're super deep but they have better depth and and you kind of referenced this earlier they have uh, more rangy defenders to throw at at Luka by no means are any of them like defensive stoppers don't get me wrong but I mean that's that's to say something when you can you can throw a Nicholas Batum or Marcus Morris even you know annoying Terrence Mann um and then mm. you add to the fact Kawhi and uh PG can kind of switch off so um that gives them a little more defensive flexibility and fluidity and stuff like that and um they're the Clippers are the the top three-point shooting team in the league uh I think they were, they were shoot they shot over 41 percent to end the year yeah. Um, so, you know, and and I think we ended up ranking, I think, 12th. So, I mean, that's decent. But a lot of times I test. I mean, <laughs> there was plenty of uh, wide open three point shots that we've given up. But I think that kind of just transitions to just like big picture wise, my thought on the Mavericks, not to hold up the time or anything, but I don't know. And I know COVID is a big fact, uh, factor. Right. So I, I'm factoring that in as well. I don't know what to make of this team. I really don't. So if you can do a comparison last year, right? Like last year, we were an offensive juggernaut. So, you know, we were going to put up points and we were going to shoot the three well, right? This year, I don't know what to make of this team. Offensively, obviously defensively, we have been basically shit. You know, I mean, there have been times where we've, you know, been adequate to say the least or whatever, but not on a consistent basis to where you can say that there, there was an actual defensive identity, but just overall, I don't know what to make this team, but what, what are your thoughts in regards to that? I completely agree about the not knowing because, you know, they're, they're slow in transition. They don't play transition defense. Their open three point shooting has been a mess for a significant part of the season. Yeah. And yet they're fifth in the West and with, they should maybe be fourth. Like there's just enough upside to where, you know, it's interesting that the Clippers probably wanted to face them, but you know, one game punch in the mouth, you know, the chat is talking about how it's, it's, if there's some heavy three point shooting, it's just gonna, it's gonna change the outlook of the series and the Mavericks could swing that way. I mean, the Mavericks do give up a lot of threes. Like, that's – watching, you know, uh, I can't even remember the box score of the game, but the the Wolves hit a billion threes. And so that just can't make everybody feel good. But, you know, I, I, we just kind of have to lean into the idea that the Mavericks are going to um, be better in the playoffs than they have been at aspects of the games for most of May and April. I think there's – you know, there's enough, you know, this team is, is, is so emotionally volatile that there's something to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I know that you're, you're going to be on a couple of times this week, so I'm not going to hold up. I'm going to be chiming in with some of my thoughts because I'm going to be looking at matchups just as well. But, hey, man, we did finish uh, fifth. I mean, that is some growth, even though this team is it's just a big question mark to me. But, we can we can ride on that aside from this bullshit loss tonight. So, hey, go Mavs and let's let's get. To- That's right. Thanks for coming up, Ike. All right. Uh, last but not least, uh, DJ has been waiting for a while through a pair of rooms. How you doing, DJ? Hey, what's up, Kurt? Can you hear me? Oh, cool. Um, so it looks like uh, we got the Clippers matchup like we had talked about in the last uh, locker room. I say bring it on because the 
from what I saw from them the last two games, the way they just dropped the ball against the Rockets and then tonight losing against uh, some weird tank-off game against the fucking Thunder, I say bring it on. I mean, we were, you know, just maybe a, a KP ejection slash injury away from winning last year. And if they want the smoke again this year, I say bring it on. I muted myself. Well, there's, there's, you know, something to that. There, there really is. And I believe in the basketball gods. So I'm just hopeful that they will reward Dallas in a way that they haven't, um, you know, really very often outside of some pretty killer Luka game winners in, in the last several years, you know, the, the Mavericks can, can surprise some teams. It, it, the, the, the low ceiling, high floor, uh, is still in effect for, for this Mavericks team, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. But I feel like they also, like, they've gotten in the Clippers' head just a little bit with the mm. shot last year and the 50-point blowout that they uh, had earlier in the season. And they also beat them uh, here in Dallas. Um, and they were close to beating them in that home-and-home. Home. So I feel like we would, we would take a... I don't know, maybe, I don't know. It's, it's like I said before, it's a little hard to read. Right. Oh, your internet's cutting out just so. Eight oh nine series with the Spurs where the Mavs won like four to one. Mm -hmm. I think it'll go that way or it could easily go, you know, as a sweep. We'll see. I'm, I'm ready for it though, though. Now I'm, Oh, like I noticed that my clock said one one oh five, and now I'm just like sunk like a rock, and I'm tired all of a sudden. <laughs> well, thank you, DJ. Thanks for having me on, Kirk. Have a good night. Mm -hmm. All right, this has been fun. Thank you for suffering through the app not working correctly. Uh, it's going to be buggy, just the nature of a growing community. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, I will be back either with the locker room on third like wednesday night or you know various podcasts in the feed we'll figure it out uh everyone have a good start to your week today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you your budget your life your style and if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.